number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery uh, up in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Good people up there. And if you see it in the stores, get it. Good stuff. Uh, many different brands, many, I shouldn't say brands, many different types of wines, but uh, they are not pretentious. They are not snooty. If you want to put ice in it, put ice in it. If you want to drink red with uh, with white meat and fish, do it. If you want to uh, just enjoy some of their ciders, do it. All they care about is that you enjoy it and you drink it. It's not about uh, being pretentious and it's not about being snooty. Uh, yeah, they've won awards. They got medals all over the joint up there, but they're just happy to be happy. You know, that's what today's show is about. Be happy. You know, after the two experiences I explained in the first hour of the program of people that are just angry looking for confrontation, it's like, come on, man, just be happy. Just enjoy yourself. It's summertime, for God's sakes. And don't forget about ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Good people up there. Good people. Uh, so the two breaking stories of the day, one is Tony Busby just announces that uh, all but four of the cases against uh, Deshaun Watson have been settled, all but four. And that now is beginning to move forward. And then also Brooks Kepka breaks free. He is now part of the uh, um, the Live Tour after condemning those that jumped. Yes, after condemning those that jumped, he is now jumping. So there you go. Yep. Uh, 877-867-1670. There you go. Ben, so I was telling this story about just people in general, about kind of how they, they it's it just people around us totally suck sometimes. You had an experience on Saturday? Oh, man. I was I, just getting back to this. What happened to you? I told this story yesterday, and when you say it in words, it, it makes me sound like I'm an awful person, but I brought it to the court of public opinion more for a judgment than anything. So okay. I was out. We're good at this, too, so, so bring it on. So I was out with some friends on Saturday night walking to one of the fine establishments in downtown Madison, and we're okay. walking. It's, it's on State Street where cars don't go down that street, and there are a lot of bikers that go down the middle of it. Uh, and buses and, and public vehicles. So we're walking down the sidewalk. There are four or five of us, so we're taking up most of it. And I'm very used to hearing beeps as I go like okay. about my day, right? Whether it's a car beep or whatever it is. So I there's this beeping that's happening. I didn't know what it was. And my friend says, hey, Ben. So I turn around, and there's, a, there's this guy in this motorized scooter that has just been sitting on his little tiny horn for, I don't know, like a minute waiting to pass me because we're, I mean, we were walking in no K pace. So finally I was like, Oh, I, I'm sorry. So I stepped to the side to let him by. had no idea he was there. And as he, he slows down as he goes by me and turns to me and says, get the F out of my way. You, you effing a obviously really paraphrased to take out the profanity just through the most snide remark at me that I've ever experienced someone walking by me or driving by me say, so I, I was kind of caught off guard because I didn't expect it to come from this guy. But then he, he drives this motorized scooter chair thing to a convenience store and gets up and, and, and walks in. So we walk right by like a minute and a half later and his, his scooter's sitting outside. My friend goes, hey, Ben, you should just slash his tires and make him walk <laughs> the rest of the night. 
which I did not do. I didn't really do anything. I didn't say anything back. I was shocked at first, and then I, it kind of fired me up. But I was wondering whether, like, I would have felt like a bad guy for coming back at this guy that was driving a, you know, motorized scooter. Um, first of all, if you just didn't hear him legitimately, that's, that's one thing. I get that. Um, I, I'm, I see, here's the thing. I'm very cognizant all the time of stuff. Uh, cause Kristen will start talking. We'll be doing that. We'll, we'll walk down a sidewalk or we'll walk through a mall or, or we're going through a crowded area, you know, and she likes to walk side by side. She likes to hold my hand, but she likes to walk side by side. And I am very cognizant of my size. And that's just me because I've been that way since I was in fifth grade. I've always known of my size. And so I'm I'm very cognizant of allowing others around me and making sure. Because I, I hate it. Uh, oh, my God, I hate it when, when I see people coming at me and it's four wide. And they're waiting for me to step into the street. You know, that type of thing. So... But uh, but no, if you're just legitimately walking down the street and you just didn't realize it, you know, granted, you can say, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, we didn't see you there. You know, whatever. I mean, and you can be apologetic. It depends on how you handle it, I guess. But just to sit there and listen to somebody, you know, MF you, you know, usually I'll go, hey, excuse me, you know, that type of thing and go from there. This guy's just blowing a horn. First of all, it's, you, come on, man. You, you know, put an air horn on a scooter or something like that. You know, because I'm, I'm assuming it's that little meep, meep, yeah. meep. It's even, that one, Even right? quieter than that. Really? Okay. Because I used to have. Oh, that thing could not have a, woken uh, a baby. Really? I used to have one on my boat. I swear to God, it sounded like a man wheezing. Uh, on my boat, uh, and I had no idea what that horn was there for, other than maybe just because it's a, a, something you're supposed to have. But it used to go, huh, huh. <laughs> and that was it. It sounded like you know, like an old dude getting up off the toilet. You know, <laughs> just it was terrible. So I get it if it was a really light horn, and you're just out in the traffic and the natural sounds, and you didn't realize what it was. I get it. You know, I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. In the court of public opinion, I would not have faulted you. I fault his reaction more and more because I, apparently his patients were, you know, minuscule rather than saying, excuse me, hey, guys, you know, something like that, which is what I would have done. One you know, caller so yesterday doing... said I should have retaliated physically. What are you going to do, beat a guy on a scooter? Well, I mean, clearly you can't not. Do that. You know, <laughs> come on. You can't do that. First of all, I'm not an advocate of violence at all. If you're if, if there's a violent act that I'm involved in, it's got to be because somebody came at me. I learned that a long time ago, a long time ago. I uh, I was in a and I, I've only been in like three fights in my entire life. But I had a I had a uh, when I was DJing in a nightclub, I had a guy um, that he, it's a long story, but he kind he came after me. Um, it, and obviously it was over a girl and it was a girl that I wasn't even dating or seeing or anything, but there was a comment made. Somebody, somebody ended up pointing at me and I didn't do anything, but the guy came up after me and, and hit me. I, I was just stunned, but I knew at that point that if I didn't turn around and kind of defend me, that I, I was, I was in trouble. I would have ended up going down and you know, this is in a DJ booth in this nightclub. And so I took one punch uh, at him and just destroyed this guy. 
and I cracked a part of his uh, occipital or uh, orbital bone underneath his eye, his cheekbone, uh, and I wore a ring at the time, and the ring indentation was in his face still. Uh, about a month and a half later, when I ended up seeing him in court because he sued me, he sued the nightclub, he sued everybody, and thank God we had video, or I might have been screwed. I, you know, I might have been, you know, charged with assault or something. But, uh, but I just learned a long time ago, man. You know, just walk away, um, and uh, because it's just not worth it. And most people, if you walk away, all they're going to do is mouth off to you. Who cares? And it'll be fine. But if somebody comes at you, then it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, just people are crazy. People are just, you know, and that's part of it, too. They just think you're going to walk away. So they, they'll say whatever they want. You know, I have learned that uh, a mild amount of condescension seems to irritate them more than a punch to the face. <laughs> Do you ever have somebody give you grief? I mean, like, get nasty. And I've looked at people and I went, really? That's all you got? That's what your education led you to? And oh my God, <laughs> you know, it's just like, now you're calling me stupid on top of everything. And, and even what I just said to you about you and your mom and everything else didn't get any rise out of you. That, then you've got the upper hand and you just walk away, you know, that type of thing. No, but that's so. like the scene from Goodwill Hunting, right? When they're at the bar and the guy's lecturing yeah. the, the woman yes. about some stupid philosophy. And he just starts reading textbooks. Yep. yep. That, that's kind of it. I, I said, I, I use that all the time. I've said, that's all you got? I get some money back for your education. And and I I get that all the time. Oh, you're yeah, not the one citing the Thoreau? No, I'm not that deep. No, I'm more of an idiot. But, you know, I try to try to stay up on at least a different level. Uh, Grant Bill's chiming in, by the way, saying, you used to be a nightclub DJ? <laughs> I did. I And I did it, see, Grant, I know you're listening, I did it back when you used Techniques 1200s and you slipped them. I did it the cool way. You put that, the, you put the foam disc underneath and you slipped them. And that's the way you mixed records. Not computerized today. Not the way they do it today. I did it the real way. So come at me, bro. Come at me. Cash you outside. <laughs> 877 uh, PJ Tucker opted out. Would you want PJ Tucker back? PJ Tucker opted out down in Miami and the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously looking for some more defense, some more tenacity, and another shooter. Now, PJ Tucker's not a shooter, but would you want to see PJ Tucker come back to the Milwaukee Bucks? Now, he might have, might, I say, might have burned a little bit of a bridge. When he walked out and said, I love the city of Milwaukee, I love everything about it, I love the people. I mean, he he praised everybody in Milwaukee. He loved it here. And I'll tell you, and I know this person, I'll tell you that in a minute. But he kind of said, when the Bucks looked at him and said, go get your best deal, we'll see if we want to match it. He felt disrespected. He felt like, look, I brought some tenacity to this team. I brought some junkyard dog mentality to this team. And I helped this team toughen up a little bit, and I was a, a part of this team getting a championship. And he's right. He's right. He's 100% correct. But would you want to see P.J. Tucker come back? Would you want to see P.J. Tucker come back? My answer emphatically is yes. But I'll tell you this. Uh, I had seen P.J. I, I got, I'm not going to say got to know him because that, that's over overstating it. 
Uh, but I got to see P.J. Tucker and talk to him a little bit uh, away from the court. He loved going to Calderon Club, and he loved Stenny's, two of the places that I, I frequent and I, I love and I go to. He loved Stenny's. He loved their wings. I mean, he was down there all the time. But when I got a chance to talk to him, he talked about how he can't believe more vets don't want to come here. He can't believe that more people don't want to live here. He loved everything about it. I mean everything about Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin. He, he just he couldn't get enough of it. And that cat, when he left here, when that happened and they told him to go get your bed, he, he was genuinely hurt. Like his feelings, and I know it's a business. I understand that. And players will tell you, "What's well, a business? I got to do what I got to do. It's what's best for me." And you know, but but they really do have these emotions. We all do. Okay, we all do. Look, if you're if you tell us it's business and you're going to go off and get another job, it's business. But you know, maybe a company that trained you, worked with you, was hoping to advance you, they they might be hurt. You're leaving, or vice versa. If a company decides to say, "Hey, you know, you're not cutting it." You know, this is business. You're not looking at it going, you know what? They're right. It's business. They should get rid of me. No, everybody's got feelings. He was genuinely hurt. The Bucks didn't bring him back. Would you want to take uh, P.J. Tucker back? Just a question, because I think it's going to be an interesting offseason for what the Bucks are going to be able to find. Let's do this. When we come back, i got to talk a little Brewers baseball as well. Got to get into that, uh, because we're going to be talking with Kevin Holden, CBS 58, who who – I got to find out. I don't know if you saw the historic return at Fenway over the weekend, but I I know Kevin was he, Kevin travels that he's like a baseball freak, and he and his wife go to ballparks all the time. And I don't know if they were there for the historic return, but I got to find out. We're going to talk about some Brewers baseball, obviously, and the DFA of when Lorenzo came. But we got to talk a little bit more about his trip. I, I found it fascinating. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys all over the yes state and well beyond the borders as well. That's New Mail Medical. Whether it is low T, it's got you down, it's got you kind of dragging a little bit, put on a little weight. Uh, okay, maybe you're over the age of 30. Stop in, get your numbers checked. They can help you out. Maybe you're looking at yourself going, holy mackerel, where did this come from? And I'm not talking about the fun zones. I'm talking about the gut that hangs over the fun zone. It's like there's too much porch, and you can't see the fun zones anymore. All-in-one weight loss program. They can help you out. Just call. It works. It genuinely works. If you follow it, it works. Then, uh, obviously, the ED and erectile dysfunction and such, which is pretty much what they're known for, they've got a 98% success rate. There's a lot of others that are out there, but it's no, 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 stop, stop. The medical experts, Dr. Tim and everybody, they can help you out. All you got to do is call one phone number, 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. summer i love it 
I know today's going to get a little more sticky. I don't, they, you know, if you're not talking 95 and 80% humidity, eh, yeah, come on, come on. I love it. Love it outside. If you're going to be outside, you're going to be moving around, going to be doing, hey, let's say the air conditioning's not working in your car. Get a hold of our friends at J&L Tire Service. Uh, that's our buddy Lyle. They are great people. They are right off of 94 in Johnson Creek, and they can work on your air conditioning unit. Uh, in your vehicle, both big rigs and soccer mom vehicles. Uh, so either or, anything in between, they've got it all covered for you. Or whether you need tires, brakes, oil changes, whatever happens to be, uh, they got it, they got you covered. And they're great people because they do some really cool things in the community. They're great phila- uh, philanthropists when it comes to giving money back. So if you're looking for a great company to work with uh, and spend your money at, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, uh, great place. So uh, go to JNL Tire Service. That's JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com. If you want to give them a shout, uh, they've got one uh, right off of the uh, highway on 94 in Johnson Creek and then in Watertown as well. Good, good people. Uh, let's do this. Let's go over to our good buddy, uh, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us on the hotline. Kevin, so now i got to ask you because I saw the pictures. You were at Fenway. Were you there for the historic return of one and only Neil Diamond? Oh man, I, you, Bill, you know that usually I am uh, an all-star at uh, scheduling, planning, making sure you're in the right place at the right time. We were in the right place, but it was absolutely the wrong time. We were the night before. We missed him. Oh my God! How could you miss that man? Holy mackerel! That's, I mean, that's a moment right there. So. I, I knew I was in trouble because the next night we, we uh, finished up that trip with some Cape Cod League games. Uh, so we're out in, in some tiny town, you know, Yarmouth or Falmouth or whatever, the, how they say it. And and uh, all of a sudden my phone blows up. And it was like, oh, my goodness, Neil Diamond, I know you saw it. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then yeah. you realized it. Oof. Missed it by a day. Yeah, one day. Man, I when I saw that, I thought, oh, how cool is that? And then I saw your pictures, and I thought, oh, boy, if he was there for that, that that would give you goosebumps. But good trip nonetheless and good pictures nonetheless. So let's – let's because the last time you and I talked, the Brewers were struggling. And now all of a sudden, they're, they're on this win streak. They DFA Lorenzo Cain. Corbin Burns is uh, putting the putting the clamps down. The Redbirds aren't scoring. I mean, things have changed dramatically. I mean, granted, it's baseball. I understand that. But let's start with Lorenzo Cain. Were you surprised the Brewers made that move? No, not at all. It's, the, there's, a, there's a point in a guy's career when the body starts to break down, and I think there's, there's a second point in a guy's career because you fight it at first, and then there's a second point in a guy's career where you know, there's a mental aspect to it. And, and you know, Lorenzo Cain, to me, just was in that mode where mentally I just don't think he was there. I mean, he and that's okay. It's not – there's not a slight on him. I think he was, a, you know, a tremendous player his whole career, great competitor. But it, he didn't have the physical skills that he had before. And, man, there's nothing more frustrating than being able to do something at an elite level your entire life and then just not being able to do it anymore. Like, it's just not there. So uh, it was not a surprise to me. I I thought it was tremendous that the Brewers let him get to 10 years of service and let him, uh, you know, draw the pension. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not big numbers by major league standards, big numbers by the rest of the standards. But uh, I, I like the fact that they allowed that to happen, whether that was a pre-made arrangement or not, I don't know. But 
uh, whatever it was. I thought that was a classy move on their part. So it's it, one of the things that's made it easier is Tyrone Taylor has shown such good flashes uh, in center field with the bat that uh, it's you know it was time. It's time to let that guy get some some playing time. He's ready to contribute to a winning team. The uh, injuries, obviously, even though some guys are coming back, uh, they continue to mount. Ash, Ashby lands on the injured list. We saw with the uh, the right strain, the, the forearm strain and such, and, and you are starting to get some guys to come back. But uh, give me your assessment as to where this team is at right now because I'm kind of of the, uh, of the belief that, hey, if you just kind of wait a little bit rather than making knee-jerk moves, you might get some of these guys back. And we have not seen this roster full uh, as what we thought was going to be the starting nine all season long because of injuries, whether it was Urias starting off uh, on the injured list and working his way back uh, up to the bigs after the season got going or Colton Wong being down, Willie Adamas. I mean, just go through that list. So what do you think of this team right now in the state that this is in? So there are two uh, concerns that, that I have, and I, and I hate to start it that way because it blows off all the good things this team has done, and this team has done some really, really good things. Uh, last night being the latest of those but if you talk concerns, there are two, and, and they're in a different order than most people have. For me, the bigger concern with this team is the thing that happens in the baseball realm where the injury bug bites. And it just, it doesn't, not that it bites, uh, you know, a number of players, but it bites specific players at specific times. So if you lose three fifths of your starting rotation, for example, that's, that's problem. I mean, you're, you know, then then T.T. Gonzalez is starting a game for you, and good for him, but that's not ideally what the Brewers want. Uh, the, the injury side of it is less controllable but more damaging. The other concern, of course, is the offense, and it's more controllable for two reasons. You have good pitching that offsets it. It's not as essential as it used to be. It will create frustrating stretches, uh, but it's also, you know, it'll it, when you're pitching well, you'll win two one game, so that's good. And the other half is you can fix – the offense in some part with uh, with trades. You can you can do some work, and David Stearns has been known to do some work when he's got a team that can make a run. So uh, I, the offense is less of a concern. I, I say all that to say, yeah, I'm concerned about the offense long term, but less so than I am that collection of injuries. And like you say, it's a long season in a forgiving division, and the Brewers could very well be just banged up now and healthy in September, and that would be wonderful for them. So you like I know there's a lot of rumors about when you talk about the offense and the Brewers maybe uh, finding another bat. Do you think that's going to be sooner rather than later? Or do you wait for the the uh, trade deadline to then create that uh, that urgency? I think if you're the Brewers, I think you're looking as early as now, and I think you'd like to pull the trigger in July. I think that would it would be good. I think David Stearns might might jump the market just a little bit. You know, the one thing that Stearns, and again, we say it every time I'm on, but but the one thing that Stearns does very, very well is he reads markets very, very well. He's, I mean, look, if David Stearns did stocks on the side, take my money. Like, go make it because mm-hmm. he, he reads the market well. He he didn't spend the crazy money when Alex Cobb was getting big money, you know. he He knows when it's right and when it's not right. And I think this is my much more amateur read on the market that with the extra playoff spot, there are going to be more buyers than sellers, which means you want to make your transaction before you get to a point 
where there's two people selling, let's say, and 10 people buying. That's when you have to pay the money. It's like buying a house right now. And so mm-hmm. uh, David Stearns is in that in that mold. I think if to break that mold, to get ahead of it, is to save money, to not have to spend as much either in prospects or whatever he would have to give up in a trade. So the, the long answer made short is, yeah, I, I, would, I think that trade could happen as soon as early July if it's going to happen. Uh, I know that uh, there's a lot of talk about whether or not they need to get an infielder, an outfielder, a utility guy that can do both. I mean, how do you see – I mean, first of all, do you see them getting a name, any serious ilk, or is this just a a small finding a diamond in the rough, taking somebody else's guy that maybe needs some greener pasture type of thing? Yeah, the, thing, the only thing about getting a name in, in the case of, of Stearns with the payroll that he has – is a lot of times when you take on a name, you take on a contract or, or some sort of financial liability that I don't know if he'll necessarily do it. He he might take a big swing at one of the major free agents that are that are left, soon to be free agents that are left, guys that are available in trade. That <clears throat> that would help, but it would also put the Brewers in a tough spot uh, in the early going, and then they would have to make a decision when this player enters free agency, they would lose him for nothing. So. He, I, I might see Stearns coming in a little under the big names in a deal, but I'm sure it'll be well-researched, and I'm sure it'll be someone who, who gives value to the offense. Uh, you know, sometimes it isn't in the in the traditional ways, but he finds the guys that can do some things for him, whether the emphasis is defense, whether the emphasis is getting on base more. Uh, you know, there, there, are, there are many ways to do this, and uh, I think – He'll, uh, he'll that's that's one way he'll look at it is he'll he'll find a guy that he won't have to give up the farm for, uh, who can give him some production down the road. So I you know if you basically if, if somehow Chris Bryant was available in the first year of this massive deal he signed in Colorado, that's not his guy. But but he's going to find a guy that that will, you know, not hamstring the franchise but give them production in the short term. Uh, we're talking with Kevin Holden, CBS 58. You can find him on uh, Twitter at 321QKevin. Hey, real quick before I let you go, Chichi Gonzalez getting the start. Brandon Woodruff still not able to come back. How serious is the injury and that uh, Renaud's disease or what have you, uh, do you think this is for Brandon Woodruff? I mean, it's it, the thing about it is it, it knocks a timetable out because when you have you, – you have this so often with pitchers when you talk about – shoulder inflammation or elbow inflammation or if it's you know if it's something more serious those type of injuries carry a specific timeline because they happen over and over again so you know that just like you know a strained oblique is probably a month you know that shoulder inflammation is two weeks and if it's worse it's a month or two in this case i don't know if they have a timeline because it's not something they deal with very much and here's the, the thing that's interesting the day that uh that this was announced i was on the air and i said i said this is a you know a rare thing to find someone with reno's uh reno's i think it's called reno's syndrome or Reno, whatever it is reno's something and uh and my producer came out of the booth and he said i have that and i'm like man maybe it's more common than i thought but uh when when he says he has that it isn't something that he got two weeks ago and is gone it's something that stays with him uh and it's you know this sort of cold feeling on the you know, in, in Woodruff's case, at the end of the fingers, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be a rest of the year thing. There's a chance that could be a rest of the year thing for him. Or at the very least, he's, you know, going to spend a month or two trying to find a grip on a baseball and then come back and be a little bit less than, than ideal. Obviously, that's not 
what the brewers want, and you know they're going after all the treatment options, but it's the unknown that, that really kind of freaks me out a little bit about Woodruff because he's a centerpiece if you want to make a run. Good stuff as always, and I look forward to the next set of pictures as to whatever ballpark you happen to land in because you just all of a sudden are off the air for a day, and then next thing you're in a city, and I have no idea how you do it, but uh, good for you. <laughs> I, uh, I'll say this. The next ballpark I'm visiting is our, our softball league's championship game tonight. We are actually playing softball in this mess tonight. <laughs> Look at you go in the championship game. At some point, uh, you know, I, I would assume you're knocking on wood, carrying a rabbit's foot, that you don't blow anything out on the way to first base. Oh, no. I mean, I, they, they took my wife took video of me getting a hit last night, and they, they now clock me with a sundial. So we're, we're at that There point. you go. There you go. At least you don't need one of those scooters. Yeah, okay. You're good to go. Not bad. You're still running. I like it. Kevin, good luck, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, man. See you, pal. There you go. That's our buddy Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. And, yeah, he's he's blown out Achilles and knees and everything else playing, playing softball. And uh, back at it tonight, but good luck to him. Playing in the championship. Got to look out for uh, those scooters, Bill. You got to. I was going to say, otherwise he could end up in a scooter on a uh, street corner in Madison blowing the horn at one Ben Kenny. <laughs> uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Albanese's. Going to go see Joey today, as a matter of fact. I saw the big crowd when I was getting home last night uh, out there playing bocce ball. Got the uh, the bocce ball leagues going out at Albanese's. They do that thing, I mean, almost year-round. But uh, good Italian food on the west side. Out in Waukesha, stop in, tell Joey and the gang we said hi. And speaking of uh, somebody that uh, they need, they need cooks. They need line help. And if you uh, know of somebody, uh, say, hey, Joey Albanese, man, fine Italian restaurant. You can make some decent money. And uh, you can uh, also uh, expand your craft along the way. Become the head chef before it's all said and done. Uh, But check out Albanese's Roadhouse, Blue Mountain Road in Waukesha, right next to Menards. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you've got something going on, say, uh, with a group, I'm talking maybe a group of coworkers looking for a little team building, maybe a group of friends, you're looking for a getaway. There is no better getaway. It's right here in our own backyard. And with uh, some of the prices that are just uh, becoming exorbitant everywhere else, uh, a one-tank trip might not be a bad idea. Save a little bit of money, stay in state, uh, go to a waterfall tour, a winery tour, uh, maybe just go play some golf and enjoy yourself, ATVs, UTVs, or just hang at the pool and do nothing. Uh, that's our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. The Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin, uh, up near the UP, and it's a great getaway. Uh, a fun weekend, uh, a fun week for that matter, if you want to do it during the week, but uh, they're doing business stuff. Uh, if you want to get, like I said, take your group, get away, take your workers, coworkers, and go someplace where you can just kind of just jump on the island, have a conference, whatever it may be, go to 715-324-5800, ask for Barb, or just 715-324-5800. Here's a note. you got to tell them, Bill Michaels 15. If you do it on the website at the4seasonswisconsin.com or you do it over the phone, 
Because I told you all the time, if you mention it here, they give you something for free. Well, now it's just for our listeners and just for you. Bill Michaels 15, automatically 15% off. And that can save you some cash, depending on what it is you're going to do. But automatically, whether it's one room or 50 rooms, um, whatever it is you're going to do, Bill Michaels 15, and they will give you 15% off just for listening here. Bill Michaels 15. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort, Pembine, Wisconsin, on the beautiful Miscano Island, 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort. You're good to go. Good stuff. So um, the Milwaukee Brewers, and I'll get back into the Buck stuff coming up here momentarily, but the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, a lot of talk, a lot of talk about what they're going to do. And we just got done discussing this with Kevin Holden from CBS 58. So the uh, the discussion has been on the MLB Network uh, about what the Brewers may or may not be looking for. I know that. Uh, John Morosi on MLB Central had this to say about the Brewers and what he thinks they're going to do. The picture being a bit clearer as we head to the trade deadline is a good thing. What is the plan in Kansas City right now? I think Andrew Benintendi Lauren is going to be one of the most highly coveted lefty bats anywhere in the major leagues this summer. And I'm already hearing reports about different teams starting to show some preliminary interest. I'll mention two of them right here. The Milwaukee Brewers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Both have had some needs for lefty power. You just covered earlier on in this hour uh, the great career of Lorenzo Cain and his time in Milwaukee coming to a close. They do need a bat. And you think about how well the Cardinals have played of late, uh, whether the, that move happens now or closer to August 2nd. I think Benintendi to Milwaukee would be a tremendous fit. And the There you go. There you go. Um, the Brewers already making inquiries. And this was something we talked a little bit about last week. Would he be a good fit here? Of course he would. Uh, if indeed they, he's not a part of the, the future there, obviously. Uh, yeah, that would be a good fit. So for those that were asking that question last week, great into it. Great into it because you saw, you, you might have seen this coming. Uh, it's just an, another one of those, uh, one of those things to consider. But at least from what we understand and what John Morosi understands, talking to the MLB Network, that the Brewers are already making inquiries, needing an extra bat, needing power. That's the other thing. Even though the Brewers collectively have been pretty good in the power department, they're top 10, uh, still I think you need consistent power and that threat in the lineup. And who knows? Maybe Ben Dendi, maybe you put a guy like that with uh, with a uh, with a Christian Yelich eventually, if Christian Yelich continues to hit the ball and starts hitting for power, maybe all of that starts to come around again. So who knows? Who knows? By the way, uh, now, according to an NFL spokesman, uh, the developments today between Deshaun Watson and his accusers, quote, have no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. And my question is, what the hell does that mean? The developments today, and if you're just tuning us in, 20 out of the 24 cases filed against Deshaun Watson have now been settled. And I want to get back to that in a minute uh, for a comment that was made over here on the uh, Bud Light live stream. 
But um, it says it has no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. The only thing I can take away from that is that regardless if they've been settled or not, there's still issues that have to be dealt with. And the NFL will continue to kind of finish up that investigation, make sure there's no new accusations, and then take action against Deshaun Watson. Um, that's the only thing I can take away from that. That's just one of those statements. It's okay. You know, so in other words, you know, just because they've been settled doesn't mean we're not going to take action against Deshaun Watson. That that's what I take away from that to put it in, uh, you know, the cliff notes version, so to speak. Now, uh, a little earlier when we had mentioned that this was breaking news and that this was stated that uh, the, uh, I, I, the you know, the accusers in this case, 20 out of the 24 have settled with uh, the legal team of Deshaun Watson via Tony Busby, their representation. Um, and somebody had made the comment on the Bud Light live stream uh, well, it just that was proved that proves that they were just out for the money. It said uh, Ted says it sure tells me that they were in it for the money. No, Ted, I'm not going to go with that. I I'm I'm not. First of all, that means these women are being demeaned yet again. You can tell who's out for money and who's not. This was one person that came forward and said, "I have this issue," and once that issue was brought to the forefront, it it basically unplugged the drain for all the others to come out of the woodwork to say, this guy's a creeper. And they went through the process, the deposition process and grand jury process to try to bring criminal charges against him. They went on camera. They live with ridicule. They've lived with mocking and as Busby put it earlier, the the fan hatred, so to speak. I I don't think they did this just for the money. Just my opinion. Uh, you could, like I said, you know, Amber Heard was out for the money. You could tell. These women, I eh, if you watch the real sports uh, segment, eh, they weren't in it. For, for the money. What they were in it for was to let the world know that this guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Just uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, and here's the other thing. If he didn't have any guilt at all, he wouldn't have settled, right? Just throwing that out there, too. He wouldn't have settled. Sometimes you settle to make it go away, but I don't think you're settling with 20 women to make it go away. I think uh, I, I think now that might be the process or might be the thought process because what they didn't want was all of the depositions to then become to, to then come out and have the Houston Texans involved in all of this, too. It, I think the league wanted this to go away. So I'm and and Gary, you're right. Gary says the accusations are way too specific and detailed and graphic for me not to believe them. Deshaun's a scumbag. I I agree with that. And the fact that the the newer uh, 
uh, the newest woman who just came out has text messages to back her story up. I that's why I think they wanted. They're like, holy crap, we got to make this go away. We we got to we got to settle. We got to got to be done with this. Because remember, the other woman didn't come out until she saw him basically deny it and say everybody's a liar but him. Just an FYI. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. We'll be back after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it. Glad you're with us. It is hot enough to grill. Not on the sidewalk, but it's it's nice out. It's going to be a nice night tonight. Sit back, relax, watch the Brewers and the Cardinals. Maybe do a little grilling outside. Stop down and see our buddy Paul Roberts. Roberts Specialty Meats. Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And that is the home of the ribs on a stick that everybody loves. The Al Capone sausage, the Al Capone roast. Oh, my goodness. Good stuff. And I'm telling you, look for the B&Bs. The beef and bacon. Those cubes are fantastic. Oh, and they're ready to go right in. You throw them on the grill. You leave them over there for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Bam. That is all kinds of goodness all over you right there. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, that's the way to do it. Again, uh, phone lines wide open, 877-867-1670. Uh, this, one's from, uh, this one's from Dakota, who says, No way all of these women have the same description of the same sleaziness out of the same guy. And all of these women's all of these women are from different parts of the city of Houston. Uh, I believe them one hundred percent. I don't believe Deshaun Watson. Uh, Mike says uh, this is piling on. One guy can't do one thing wrong, and then have everybody else say he did. Uh, it seems like they're piling on for the money. Uh, Mike, I have no idea how you come up with that conclusion. No idea. I, I, you know, again, you have 24 eyewitnesses to say this happened, and you're going to say one person was right and the rest are just piling on for the money? You know, if it's if it's one person comes out and say six more jump on, uh, you know, three more, uh, 24? Man, that's got to be some kind of a conspiracy. That just doesn't happen. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Albert says uh, it was good to see Lorenzo Cain get his 10 years of service and the Brewers do the classy thing and then let him go. But they also did the smart thing by letting him go. He was not helping the team at all. Um, Albert, I would agree. Talked about that in the, a little bit more in the in depth in the first hour, but I would agree. I, look, uh, you hated, like I said, I hated to see Lorenzo Cain go in that fashion. I would have loved to have seen Lorenzo Cain Go out having a hell of a year. Uh, go out the way you want to go out, uh, possibly with a World Series appearance and or ring, all of that. But sometimes you just, you know, when Father Time grabs you by the ankles, you can either go down slowly and drag him along or you just fall down because he's tripped you up. 
And in this case, I think Lorenzo Cain looked at it and said, yeah, he's grabbed me by the ankles, tripped me up. I've made a lot of money. Uh, I'm set for life. I've got a World Series ring with Kansas City. It's time for me to go and let this team figure it out and maybe pick up another bat along the way and go from there. And so everybody handled it in a pretty good fashion, in my opinion. He also had said that, Bill, earlier in the year. I don't know if you remember that article from Adam McCalvey that came out. Yeah. But he pretty much said that he wasn't sure if, you know, he should still be playing. So I feel like at that point, then everybody knows it's time. No, I I agree. I mean, and we all knew this was it for him. It wasn't like he made it, like he said, you know what, I'm going to work really hard and be back next year because, you know, none of that. This was like, this is it. I think he knew uh, he was at the end. And maybe he did just come back for the 10 years of service and then to walk away. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, it was it was handled really well, I think, by everybody. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, Mark said uh, Christian Yelich zero for four again yesterday. Yeah, but you know what? Come on. Like, granted, his average sitting two thirty four, seven homers, twenty three RBI, ten stolen base. I get all that, but he's been hitting the ball better as of late. You can't hit in every game. All the time, and then when you go over, people point the finger. Just like I, I've said before, just like if you have a week's worth of games in which you're smacking the hell out of the baseball, you—that's not a season. That's a good week. You know, put a good week on top of a good week on top of a good week on top of a good month on top of a good month. Then we can talk about maybe you've changed changed your ways. But let's relax. Don't go too high. Don't go too low. It's just to hang in there, okay? Let's get to the all-star break, see where things are sitting, and then we'll kind of go from there. Kind of start. We'll, we'll start to kind of give out the mid-season awards, if you will. Okay? Let's hang in there. Two hours down, two hours to go. Bill Michael Show continues. More coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.